I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips for sipping gin girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom. Hey girls! Hey girls! Are we welcome back to It Girls Podcast? What's up? This is Lindsay. Uh, girlies, we're going on twizzies. Where are we going first, baby? We're gonna go away, honey bun. Go away. 31st of March, you guys are kicking off our tour, Town Hall Theatre. Uh, you have exclusively got my performing Who Does Our Intro song, who you hear every week. She's an amazing performer. If you're from Galway, I'm sure you know her. And she's going to be performing like a few songs before we come out on stage. Get up on your little heels, girls, and dancing away. Um, But it's going to be fucking lit. It's going to be such a great show. So you guys make sure to go get your tickets. The following Friday, we are hitting Limerick Cité, 5th of April. Uh, So that is going to be lit as well. Lit to the clit, Limerick. Limerick. So go get your tickets for that And then following on About two weeks later 26th of April We are going to Cork And then 18th of May We're going to Dublin So girls Rounding it back To the hometown So girls go on www.itgalspodcast.com That's where you can get All the tickets To all the different shows Because each show Has its own venue Obviously And um, so it's just easier To go there That's your one stop shop For everything You mm-hmm. can get our merch You can listen to the pod You can see cute pictures of us Really pretty picture of us On there um, So yeah Go to itgalspodcast.com Get your ticks um, So Lynn, Before we get into Today's episode Why don't we touch On what we did yesterday We got Botox Bitch yes We got Botox Up in this biatch Obviously this is my Second time getting Botox Lindsay's And it was first. my first time Ever getting any Cosmetic procedure I was a little version of the needle. And Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> I know, that's the fear, isn't it? That um, everyone's kind of scared of, I guess, for their first time. I wasn't exactly scared because I had thought about it for ages. I'd researched, obviously I'd seen Jenny get it and have it and how it looked. So, um, And I trusted the place that we went. We went to Sisu Clinic in mm-hmm. Ranala. It's a new clinic. They have a few... Um, Different clinics around Ireland, but uh, this was their new one in Ranala. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous in the square, the triangle in Ranala. It's so fucking pretty. It's like a, so bright and just nice. And it's like a storefront. And then you go through this little like hidden door and that's where they have all the treatment rooms. But um, yeah, the Botox is fab. We're waiting for it to settle in now. Yeah, I'm excited for that because I still have complete movement. I'm waiting for it to be frozen. Yeah, you'll probably Um, notice it tomorrow, I bet. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm like, I'm nervous to wrinkle because I just have... um, gotten into this habit of just trying not to crease my forehead and obviously it's unstoppable sometimes unless you get Botox but um mm-hmm. yeah so I'm like trying to because I just never crease my forehead but um I still can if I wanted to but yeah Brian did our treatment he's a doctor it's completely doctor led and I think we're hopefully going to get him on the podcast yeah to answer all your Questions about like, fillers, yeah. Botox. Because like last time on the on Instagram, I did like a Q and A, and like some of the questions I was able to answer, but some of them just honestly are beyond Lindsay and I's pay grade. We are not doctors. We did not go to medical school, uh, but Brian obviously is and has worked in this mm-hmm. industry for years and years and years, and has seen many a patient with many a concern and question, and he has he's full of information. So let us know if you'd like that because I think it would be cool to do like a little. We've got a video coming of us getting the treatment, um, and this isn't an ad or anything like that. They comped our treatment, but we're not. Uh, paid by CC in any way No they didn't ask us To talk about it on the podcast Or yeah. anywhere else We approach them To be honest yeah. um, Because we just think That it's cool Because like you know There's so many people out there So many influencers Won't talk about treatments I don't think everyone has to I don't think you're obligated But 
at the same time I think as you know Lindsay and I think it does kill stigma around it it also provides information when I was first getting my lips done uh, I think it was even before Kylie Jenner vibes like this was maybe just when she came it was like 2014 15 Mm -hmm. when I got my lips done first and there was just really barely any resources especially from an Irish perspective like even the clinics now it's better now um even the clinics online didn't have prices up and like I didn't know what a mill was like I didn't know you know so uh I've always kind of you know sought after that information so if I can if we can provide that for people uh that'd be fab so we're gonna have a video out but we're also gonna hopefully ask Brian to come on from Sisu and talk about it and I think it'd be a fun way to do it would be like maybe you guys submit questions because they're the what the people want to know um and we'll keep it fun and fresh so let us know if you'd like that because I think it'd be a fun little app yeah Brian's great it's just would be great to have that on um in your ears Mm -hmm. because he just even just the way a doctor explains things more so than like yeah because he was obviously feeding us loads of information and we're trying to divulge it secondhand um without the knowledge just that we've got given from via him yeah know, kind of yeah way. So, when you're kind of like rattling off you're like, like what did he say you're like and then the um needle yeah you're like and then the membrane <laughs> yeah so this week we are doing a q a uh we got some sexy sexy questions for you girlies some sexy some of some, some funny some clothes vibe some clo- oh yeah so start it off there Lindsay. So this, this is kind of from our tumblr fashion one this is from our Tumblr and you can ask us completely anonymous questions on our Tumblr. At any time. Uh, the link is on our website, but it's itgalspodcast.tumblr.com. So anonymous said, hey gals, I have massive tits, but a tiny orus and hips. And I find it impossible to find a swimsuit that doesn't make me look like I have the tits of a 50 year old. Sad face. Any suggestions? Question mark. Kiss, kiss. So it's coming up again to fucking swimsuit season. I think with a bit of sun, we're all kind of like, oh, when am I getting back in my bikini? <sighs> like you're kind of like, yeah. you know. You might have a holiday um, in the horizon. Probably booked one maybe with your fella, with your girlies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, getting a bikini that fits you and is flattering and is on trend. It's kind of like, you know, those memes where it's like, choose one. It's like, yeah, I know. on trend, fits you and comfortable. Choose one of them because, or choose two. Because the other one, ain't, it's either going to be like, fucking be comfortable and on trend or it's going to be the other ones like it you're not it's so hard to find that like little golden triangle of bikinis your little perf bikini yeah. it's like finding the perf jeans yeah. you just need them every gal needs a little black dress the perf jeans and mm-hmm. a bikini that is her go-to bikini that she feels banging in yeah. i have that kind of body shape i have big old tits <laughs> and a tiny horse and tiny hips yeah. like a very small frame but yeah. then i just have these big Big boobs mm-hmm. and um, they are incredibly hard to deal with in situations where like because bikini they're out. I kind of cover them mostly because they're so like just big. If I'm wearing certain tops it looks very much in your face. That's just not, I don't know, I'm I'm not about that look personally. Some women fucking looks deadly on but anyway. So what I learned with boobs and especially bigger boobs is you need to get fitted and last time I got fitted um, was in Arnott's. And mm. I would always go there. The women there have worked there for years. They're, they're known honestly, as like one of the best for bra fitting, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And like literally when I go in there, they're looking at me and they're like, hey, you're a 32 back, not a 34. I'm like, you're literally just looking at me. They're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm wearing a baggy jumper. They're like, I know, Carol, get a 32F. And I'm like, well, this woman is like a genius. Um, what are you, a 32F? I change so much yeah. so every time I get a uh, buy a bra oh, yeah, yeah. go to buy a bra they told me that every time I should get fitted because with bigger boobs I mean even with different brands mm. and stuff like that like it's ever changing so and I guess like I find as well like I've got the big horse and that's where I hold weight so it's probably maybe the similar for you like you might hold it more so around your chest so then yeah. if you do lose like yeah, I find like even if I lose weight and haven't even noticed it, it's come off my legs. You yeah. know that way or my hips. But like mm-hmm. it's st- yeah, it first comes off my boobs. Yeah. Um if I lose weight. And mm-hmm. if I gain weight, it will always go to my boobs same first as well. So same with your worst and thighs situation. Yep. Which is just difficult when you are you know, you have a favourite bra or a favourite little mm. knicker and then yeah. suddenly it doesn't fit you in it anymore. Yeah. But um so I would suggest she said that she didn't want to look like she has the tits of a 50 year old. So it sounds to me like, girl, you need structure. Mm-hmm. A good old, like 
a well-fitted bra if you are a big boobed woman can literally make you look so much slimmer because like you're lifting up your boobs what was that show trini and Susanna did Oh, they were obsessed with boobs. And they, they were was, like, lift yeah. your breasts. <laughs> but it was, that's where they should really be. It really was crazy though. Like the difference when they got, because so many women, like, I mean, I remember reading something like, something like only one out of three women have ever been fitted for a bra. Like barely mm. anyone ever. I've only been fitted like, I think once for my first bra and then another time years ago in Victoria's Secret. I'm gonna say 12 years ago. No way. <laughs> I just. In America? Yeah. Like I, even when I was over there with my family, they were like, we'll measure you, sweetie. Um, <laughs> that was when I was like 17. I haven't been measured since. I know, terrible. I just could never be fucked. But, um, you know, they in Trini and Susanna, they would get these women. They usually had quite big boobs and they would literally put them in a bra and it made them look two dress sizes smaller. I know. Like, crazy. Because like a cert, like especially in Arnott's, they have such a vast collection. This sounds like an ad, but literally I live by Arnott's like it's been handed down from my mother. Me too. And Arnott's, her mother and her mother. I like used to it's work no, there. Arnott's is my vibe. I love oh, Arnott's. Oh, I mean this powdery scent. I just love the visual of Arnott's, like the kind of... um. If anyone's not from Ireland, Arnott's is a really nice department store. Uh, it's like a, the atrium of the beauty hall. I it's love gorgeous. that. Yeah. And because I worked there for so long, I just know it so well. I'm always bopping around and I see people going. I feel at home there. I see people going up to the cash desk and I'm like, oh, cash drop. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a busy day. <laughs> it's, it's a lovely shop. You feel very taken care of. Sponsor and yeah, my mum again. Sponsors, <laughs> please. Give us a free bladder. Um, but yeah, my mum also has like a ma boobs mm-hmm. so she was always like girlies mm. get thee to arnitz and get those tits measured and get a bra that's gonna yeah and you're gonna be feeling bomb so i would suggest to go for your top go to arnitz go to debenhams go to places that are kind of catered to like maybe possibly older women yes because i think it seems like i don't know what happens when in your older years but like most like older women kids I don't know. Like women in their fifties, they're sits girl. Have you oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. They are massive. I'd say it must be maybe the progesterone, like the whole uh, menopause. Maybe that happens. Maybe. You know that way, like the way your hormones just flip or whatever. Because like most fifty-year-old women, oh, in Ireland, could one hundred percent earn a lot of money on webcam. Oh, milk. like the boobs <laughs> are like made for like huge sexy shit. Like I mean, they're huge. They're like big sacks. I just want to like cuddle up a bit. You know. <laughs> I remember when I was younger remember the book The Facts of Life yeah and I remember I was reading something about breasts and it was like the breasts are used to breastfeed children however they are also used uh, can be used as a comfortable pillow for the child and ever since that I used to be like because oh, I realised I used to nuzzle up to oh my, my mum's goodness, book. I'd be but all like, over me it was like it made it like so real for me and I was like oh. but they are I think especially if children were breastfed yeah mine literally migrate towards my yeah. boobs like the bosom yeah they just want to get in there bosom. they just i mean they're soft lovely mm, nourishing <laughs> literally they nourish children i even have fellas lying on them sometimes oh they love the boobs <laughs> men you just fondle mine like just yeah oh you just get a hand i have a good just if I we're just, in bed i just have like, a handful so i usually get a cup it's like a bra almost yeah a little hand and the, i just get a kind of get a hand i just it. love like just yeah, yours are squashed. Really, just so anyway, there. But anyway, so get measured. Yeah, get so your you bra. get measured. So I would suggest going to those bra shops that cater for like maybe the older women, and just get a like go-to bikini, possibly a black or a white or like you know that you wear often. Kinda. I'm not mad about a white bikini, but you know, some people do be loving a white bikini. Yeah, I just mean something neutral, um, something that will be your go-to yeah. and that you can easily just buy good few bottoms with a black bikini you could get like a hot pink bottom yeah. or a black bottom or whatever um but to have that one go-to bikini that is gonna like mm. pick up the puppies hold them it's gonna be fitted to your size it probably will be a bit of an expense because unfortunately for us big breasted women big booba bitches you need to spend money on bras yeah. i cannot rock up to pennies i need to get fitted and i need to spend a lot of money on a bra and a, bra just, and a good brand. To me, I'm just going to put this out here, girlies. Sorry if you hate me. Sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. But um, I'm just with lingerie. I just think you get what you pay for. I don't fucking buy bras and pennies anytime I have. I remember I bought one once because I was wearing this top and my bra strap broke and I was in town. I was going to work and I had to go into fucking pennies and buy bra. And it was just the most uncomfortable thing I've ever worn now maybe they've improved I'm not sure and this is from someone who can wear bralettes I just 
I feel that you get what you pay for it. Like Victoria's Secret, again, you can get a nice bikini there. They'll measure mm-hmm. you. You can get, they go up to like a double D. Um, they, like stuff like that. Like I just, with bras and lingerie, I just really find even no matter the size of your boobs, it will make you look better. If you've got small boobs, it's going to make your boobs look bigger. If you've got big boobs, mm-hmm. it's going to make your clothes fit nicer. Just like skim off you. Um, personally, I've got a big horse. Um, bikini tops aren't really a problem for me although I do find this Dianage uh they are being made extremely small like so small like even from like I think it's the underboob trend I mm. think they're trying to force the underboob trend which I mean the forced underboob in a picky wick not my vibe yeah we need to just really let that lie girlies we really do it's, I'm sorry summers are coming step away from the very tight bandeau top that you decide to put higher up in your chest yeah. to have your boobs squelching out from underneath for no re- that just looks uncomfortable and half your tits turning blue yeah I mean it just looks like you could fit about six pencils under the underboob and it's the sweat I understand under the underboob yeah. like like underboob is cute if it's like you know a, a, sh- a sh- oh god I can't speak <laughs> a shorn kind of tank Maybe reaching if it's a moment. Yeah. If it's a if it's a forced underboob, like I'm going to go and make this top be an underboob top. No, if you are not wearing a bra, you're wearing a shorn up vest kind of vibe, and you're reaching up for something, or you're dancing in the club, and a, oh, I spot a little bit of underboob. That's mm. hot. That's slick. Mm-hmm. Or if you just come out of like James Bond style out of the ocean. Yeah, and possibly and like, oops, yeah, oops, that happens, oopsie. you know. But like the forced underboob, no. which is like you're literally walking around Malaga, <laughs> your platforms, this bando strangling the life out of your tits. And you're also, <laughs> sometimes I see women with this forced underboob. I'm like, you are literally forcing your boob to, to sag. sag. Why? You're squelching it down, pushing it down. Especially girls with smaller boobs. I'm like, the one thing we have, And girlies. I just imagine the poor little nipple being like, help. <laughs> like it's like dying in there oh no, no no it's just like I mean it looks mad you know what another bikini trend that I hate before I move on to my horse tips um, and this could just be not understanding the vibe but it's another kind of um, Marbs Ibiza kind of style I see bikinis and then wearing belts Have oh I tweeted this? that a while ago I tweeted Did that a while you? ago I, I was like that. I tweeted that because it was like okay bloggers we love that you got a Gucci belt. Do we need to see it around the pretty little thing no, swimsuit? I can't. You go, you're going into the sea with your little Gucci belt? so many. And not even a Gucci. I've seen like the fake kind of Chanel ripoffs, you know, like the Linda Evangelista kind of like. Yeah, I think that's a kind of like I beat the moment. It's a pool party moment. Yeah. And I get that. But it just looks dumb. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not it into it. It looks rusty. It's like that's going to rust yeah. if it gets a drop of water what on I it. What I am into. Now, see, this is the only way I feel you can do it properly is if you're literally Rihanna and you're wearing 24 karat gold body jewellery oh, she does it well it's yeah. like this tiny delicate fucking like yellow gold body chain under a bikini and it just looks fucking unreal but like honestly the river island belt the rusty at like it's it's gonna rust that's just what lines. It's, you're it gonna just, smell a rust yeah anyway so for me for the Oris vibes um I always say I always size up in a bottom on a bikini if you're kind of bottom heavy because mm-hmm. I do find that like we always think like that you want it on kind of not tight but like that you want it to be the same size as your jeans or whatever you know that way you just don't want your arms bulging out being but strangled I, I al- yeah but I also think women always have a complex about whatever size they buy mm. and it's like we feel that if our if, oh my god if I'm buying a medium in a bikini and I'm a size small oh, it's mm. like no one knows but what they will see if you're wearing the small is it pinching your love handles and you having like this indent and it's just not comfortable Um, but I would say also a good thing to buy are those like adjustable uh, drawstring bikinis if you've mm-hmm. got a bigger on the bottom Um, and I also find um bikini bottoms that don't suit me are like if you've got a big bum like you just kind of have to go for the wedgie vibe because otherwise you've got that you get that four arse cheek okay do you know what I mean like a bigger bottom on a a, a bikini it just can like pinch you your arse cheek and then you've got four arse cheeks so you have under bum it's not even it's like VPL like bopping around like you've got a crease so I just find go for something skimpy it actually looks better up the crack of your hole 
you get a tan bum then as well. Uh-huh. And also what I learned from uh, last summer when I, I got measured, found out my size mm-hmm. and then I went on ASOS and I just typed in the size. my size mm. bikini because they do a fuller bust on ASOS. Perp. Oh, that's great. But I wouldn't just trust, I'd get measured before. Yeah. And I just bought a couple from different brands and I think only two of the brands actually fit because mm. that's the frustrating thing about like bra size. Yeah, like, I mean, I'd get the same size, a few different brands and uh, the bras were completely different sizes. So. Well, there you go, girlies. There's some fash tips for summer. Yeah, there you go, girlies. And uh, what's our next question, hon? Again, from Tumblr, Anonymous said, Hey gals, I'm 20 and have started shagging on the reg. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Giddy up, girly. <laughs> Would love a pod on the evolutions of your sex lives. I was thinking how sex has changed for you and how you've gained confidence and become more adventurous with riding. Question mark, question mark, kiss, kiss. Love that. So thank you, Anon. Thanks, Anon. Horny and single, shagging on the reg. Um, my evolution of sex. Okay, let me think about it. So I lost my virginity to my first boyfriend and that was also like my first long-term relationship, um, which is probably like similar enough situation for a lot of Irish women, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, we were together from when I was like 16 until I was 19 on and off, but I didn't sleep with anyone else while we were off. Um, but so that was kind of my first experience it was like monogamous, one guy mm-hmm. that you trust and you know him and it was just like, there's no scary dick vibe. You know, you're just like, oh, I know that. That's all good. Um, and then when we broke up, I think I was in college and I had just kind of been exposed to like a load of people who, you know, weren't my school friends who knew all my sexual history or whatever. And I was kind of getting around like people who I was like, oh my God, like some girls are literally shagging around from 17 like they'll have sex with their first boyfriend at 16 break up with them and then it's like they're Mm -hmm. getting with different guys all the time and I got really like I got FOMO from it I was like I kind of felt like I had to catch up or something Mm. I was kind of like and I remember like going out to clubs and just being like it is absolutely mad that I could have sex with one of these dudes I don't know I can have sex with him And like I was kind of a player In my first years Because I was like Shagging dudes Not texting them back I kind of wanted to get My number up Which is That is really bizarre Because I think I was just so I was quite a late developer With the Not late late But like I was late enough In the sense that To compare to the people I knew You know It's always Mm -hmm. comparative Um and I remember like my friend at the time, like she was like, oh, I've slept with like six guys. And I was like, Ugh! like that was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Fair play to you. And I was kind of like, I've always had this weird thing. Like I remember when I was younger, I would get jealous of girls with stretch marks and cellulite. I'd be like, I want that. Because like, <laughs> I'd see it in my magazines are like, cellulite had to deal with it. And I'd be like, I don't have it. I want it. Now I have it. <laughs> Brilliant. Get away. And now I've got the number well and truly of girlies. <laughs> I know. Well, it's how it's that's I guess the evolution which is like you know in college or like your end of years of school when you're first starting to have sex I think that's the first thing it's like need to have it want to have it how the hell do I have it yeah I'm scared I don't really want to have it ah am I ready but she's having it and then similar to me I was in college for my first fornication (laughs) with Rilo's dad and I had sex with him and then obviously was with him for a number of years so similar enough to you Mm -hmm. that like I was just having sex which is a nice way to experience sex for the first few years you're having it because it's just like you also experience intimacy which Mm -hmm. is a nice extra element of sex especially when you're younger I think and when you're sexually less sexually sexually experienced it can be comfort blanket yeah especially if it's a nice bf and sex wise he was like you know He'd had it before me, however, he was like, you know, he was not a pushy guy. Mm-hmm. He was not a like, you know, wanting anal or anything like yeah. that. You know the way, like, which can be kind of scary for your first little dip into sex world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a really nice kind of comforting space to be in um, for my first few years. But then when we split up, I was. It's a mad thing to be like, OK, I've had one sexual partner. Now I can have as many as I like or you know it's mad and um I think a lot of girls have a slut phase this is what I mean it's not PC snowflakes 
Exit to the left. Literally. Um, I mean, I love the word slut. I hate that. It's a great word. We can't eradicate deadly words. Slut, tart. All those words are brilliant. And um, yeah, let's not be offended by words like that. It's a a ridiculous word. Like even whatever. You can call a man a slut and it's taken a different way. Oh, well, that's the English language. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so slut phase is a wonderful time especially when you're kind of in your young 20s and mm. you're really out there experiencing things you don't have like if you're in college and yeah you're just kind of like bopping around meeting new people all the time um and, and I, I think that's that evolves from having like the monotonous sex that you've mm. had for years regardless if that can like I mean sex in a long-term relationship can also be exciting but like it's just like you're experiencing experiencing different dick well yeah and just experiencing different things and kind of I think like getting to know different guys and it kind of helps your social skills too dare I say because like you're kind of having like that pillow talk with a guy that you pillow don't know talk. let's talk about pillow talk I for a minute I live and breathe for a pillow talk <laughs> and my sister always says when if uh, like we come yeah. back from a date or whatever we're talking about guys my sister's always like how's the pillow talk then? <laughs> I love that more banter vibe more deep yeah I love it when it gets randomly deep I love a deep staring at you. You're like a real, like, I'm a deep relationship with your father. But I'm also a bit of a banter vibe at times. I I love a banter. I love a, like, casually nude strun upon man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it very much. Like, I literally met you mere moments ago, and here we are. You're clutching my big tit. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you're in this weird little capsule of, like, trust. And you're like, I know that the minute we leave this apartment, it could all change. You could be ghosting me. You could be bailing on me. You could be mad into me. Well, you could reg- be regardless, me. what's weird about like pillow talk and that moment of being in a room with someone who is, you know, truth be told, a stranger. Yeah. Even, but in that moment, you exist as just you two. You're getting to know each other and you feel like, you know, you've known each other so well. You're both mm. naked. You're so bare and raw. You've just had his genitals inside you do you know the way like I you love, can't like, get closer but then regardless even if he does text you or you are seeing each other that moment only exists in that moment mm, and as soon as you're like out in the bus it's like we're closed we that, yeah that's hands, what I mean it's like, like the minute we go out to the open like it, it all goes back to normal like reality hits you know especially if they're not like a super like PDA like yeah. I'm not a super PDA person so I wouldn't really but be like but even if you are a PDA the PDA of that extremity only exists of course in the, you know like you're you can be PDA and on the bus but like there's nothing like when you're nude alone yeah. in a room I love like a morning pillow talk moment like they're my favourite like the After night and I are out kind of yeah, thing because like the night time it can just be a bit to be honest I'm especially if it's like we've been on a date or we've been out and I've had a few drinks like I'm shagging and I'm probably conking like oh yeah I'm like no, not no. one to like usually it's like oh let's watch something <laughs> no nighttime I want to be snogging shagging snogging shagging. and then sleeping yeah morning vibes I love do you know what I love the like random pillow talk into sex into pillow talk Little again nap, nap sex you pillow moments. talk yeah, yeah <laughs> and like yeah. also kind of like both avoiding our phones not looking at what time it is also both starving yes! but not knowing how to get food into the equation. and randomly your stomach going yeah and you're like are you hungry <laughs> do we do breakfast together because oh. it's also like that reality of like when someone looks at their phone or when someone says i'm hungry it could all change or someone says crap i forgot i have to be here and you're yeah. like <gasps> Don't leave the You're cocoon, like, no. stranger boy. So that's another evolution. I think I'm trying to think now that I'm older. The evolution of sex is like, because I think you and I are probably similar in the sense that we've experienced like a lot of different kinds of sex. Like I've experienced like intimate sex with strangers, intimate sex with people I've been involved with. I've experienced really non-intimate sex with people I've been involved with, and you know everything, all the kind yeah. of variables. I'm sure there's always uh, room for something new, but. I've experienced so many variables and like I think confidence for me anyway uh, with sex and how I approach sex has come from just kind of just viewing it as not that big of a deal in 
my own head like obviously sex is great and it can be a big deal like I understand that like if you love someone sex can be incredible or like if you really fancy someone you finally sleep with them you can be like ah. but mm-hmm. like just realize for me realizing that it doesn't always have to be that way and just kind of take it for face value and take it as it comes with different guys like that's how I kind of approach it and have a confidence about it because it stops me second guessing it like I try and not go in with too much of a like preconceived thought or like too much of a like oh god I hope he likes me now obviously these things come into your mind but I Mm -hmm. I just try and take it like face value and I also you know if I'm leaving a guy's house and I've just had sex with him I'll kind of be like okay hopefully I'll see him again but if I don't that was nice or yeah that was shit (laughs) you know that way I guess for me in terms of like getting a little bit more adventurous since say I'm obviously I'm 32 now The girl who wrote this in Was 20 So yeah. 12 years Long time A long time And a lot of dick <laughs> In that time um, But What I think I think as, I guess when you're 20 And if I think back to when I was 20 And you're just dipping your toe Into sex world Which was and the year like I, that. that was around the age That I was Ish I was 20 as well I was 19, yeah. 20 When I, I first 19. had sex And then 21 Pregnant Having a baby So sure, yeah. I didn't have a lot of years Where it was like you know let's explore my sexual world yeah, I was like yeah, yeah. okay a dick's gone in a baby's come out yeah, you know that way yeah, and um but in terms of like what I feel okay Irish women's kind of issue with sex is I I don't know if it's Irish women in particular but I do feel a lot of like my friends and people who I talk sex talk with um Ha, aren't confident on are kind of uptight in the bedroom yeah yeah, in the yeah, bedroom. yeah. <laughs> they kind of could be possibly a bit like body conscious and not wanting to do a certain position or you know fear like oh is he looking at this role or they, oh, that o- kind of thing overthinking is a very specifically irish female experience with sexuality for sure with sex should i say for sure like i feel like they're very much like you know oh god I'd never do that you never know the roles or like you know like they yeah, or they'd think this of me if I did yeah. that or something it's very much like thinking about judgment towards your body or judgment towards you being kind of loose or something yeah, or up yeah, for yeah. stuff Um, I think women kind of find that weird balance Irish women find the balance between like wanting to be adventurous and wanting to be good at sex and also not wanting to be like you know a slut or known as someone who does this or yeah. is easy or whatever and so, I think that comes from like the lack of uh, open kind of discussion about sex um, in Irish culture because like a lot of it comes from like oh geez, I wouldn't be doing doggy style on the first date but I'm like fucking everyone's doing it but no, you know maybe not a lot of people are talking about it or in their circles women are just like you know have this stigma around certain positions or certain kind of attitudes in bed when it's like realistically like most people going into sex are just doing whatever feels good like that's one thing that I like how would you say you've maybe made yourself like more confident in the boudoir with in relation to that kind of stuff like second guessing yourself or whatever to be honest I think it was the um what's the word the variance of different body types I was Mm -hmm. attracted to Mm -hmm. so like my first boyfriend was hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Very toned, tall. Then my next was the same. And then I kind of, that was great and everything. I was attracted to that body. But then I started like just getting with, you know, Plus a black size. dude oh, right, a yeah, plus yeah. size man <laughs> you know like just different body a shorter man yeah yeah a yeah. guy who maybe has a you know whatever a beer belly or I mean, like big dicks small dicks you know yeah, like all different all the... dicks all different men all different races I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think that and I found out that I was attractive 
attracted to confident men who mm-hmm. were like you know sure of themselves and regardless of like because I was with say my first boyfriend was a bit not adventurous and mm. kind of a bit more like maybe self-conscious and then like I was getting with a guy who was like a big burly man with a bit of a fucking beer belly and like he was well confident mm-hmm. he was throwing that beer belly around the bed mm-hmm. throw. but I get what you mean though because it's like I think with age you really really realize and this goes beyond sex just general attraction like confidence and genuine confidence and just like not even like oh I'm so confident but just like comfortability in your own body and your own Mm -hmm. self and what you're doing like having kind of conviction behind your actions whether that's approaching a guy in a bar or whether that's fucking saying do you want a 69 like having conviction and like kind of realizing like not having like these barriers up are so attractive and like you know guys have said that I'm sure they've said it to you as well and they've said it to me like that they like that about me in certain ways like I remember like my ex said like this isn't even sexual he was like one thing I liked about you when we started seeing each other was that like you'd literally leave my house and then text me and be like nah just saw that because he was like it was a confidence thing of me not being like I'm not gonna text him until Mm -hmm. Thursday now that it's Sunday you know that way and yeah I think having those small kind of convictions in your personality sexually or otherwise are like just really attractive and help you kind of gain that like mojo yeah as well with say she's talking about like adventurous and being adventurous with sex I guess you have to decide what you want to explore like personally for me in terms of like being adventurous in bed or whatever I I when I'm having sex with someone just want to have a connection with someone and I want to explore like the moment with them and it's not like a generalized kind of like I like this position or I like doing this I love when you like are getting to know someone sexually and you're kind of like both finding out what you want out of it or whatever mm-hmm. so in terms of like being adventurous um if you are someone who is kind of like wanting maybe more adventurous sex or into well, event- and adventurous bit, like, is only adventurous to yourself you know that way yeah. as well like you know but i mean there are so many like ireland's getting a lot more open now to kind mm-hmm. of different sexual cultures mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff which is interesting and it's like something that you may want to explore no totally um, yeah but yeah, I think when you kind of are first having sex in your first years, you're just like, this is crazy. Mm. I can do it over here. I can do it outside. You know, yeah, like, you're just yeah, like, yeah. W- like, but then I think in the years now that I'm older and have been se- having sex for like many years. Um, no way. Huh? I'm joking. How long? I'm joking. <laughs> many, 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 many years. Well, as long, 10 years oh, since yeah. my kid was born. And um yeah I think I just I see it as a extension of my of my being like just like yeah you know it's just being together with someone do you know the way I'm kind of similar I feel like to end it up like the evolution was definitely when I was younger it was more about like taking things off a list like mm-hmm. I remember like I want to have a three-way I want to score a girl I want to like get with a guy and never speak to him again like there were all these little kind of like things that I probably fetishized in my own head yeah um that I wanted to do and they were fun and all the rest you know no regrets but now as I'm older I'm kind of like it is kind of that like being there done that vibe where it's like nothing I'll never do it again but more kind of a now when I'm having sex with someone it's more about like kind of both what's important to me sexually would be like having us both enjoy whatever we're doing and kind of discovering what they like them discovering what I like like me having a confidence and being like oh let's do this and I think that comes in with experience and age and so does confidence you know we get a lot of questions like how did you girlies get so confident like I do genuinely think like if you work on yourself and just kind of own your shit which mm-hmm. um, if you're listening to it girls you probably do like you're just like well your it's own a constant person. I mean journey you yeah. know like I mean confidence sexual exploration is a constant journey it's never a destination like I mean because yeah. as you're getting older like you know we're going to be have, having to think about like our confidence in our later later years and yeah. confidence when your body starts to change and confidence when like having sex as an older person like these are all kind of growing things yeah. it's not just to like I'm confident therefore yeah. I always will be um yeah confidence wanes and yeah. you know like it, obviously like you can have a few down moments in your life which yeah. just knocks your confidence you know you can whatever so I think it's definitely to note that like it's a constant kind of like you know we're mm. constantly doing things to I for myself and constantly doing things that will 
be good to myself and picking myself up and make mm-hmm. you know just but like I investing do, in my confidence instead of just like yeah. banking on it being there all the time like. and I do think with confidence and this is with sexual confidence too I think it's like it has to be an active kind of it's like how your gaff just doesn't stay clean because you had to clean once you have to keep on top of it yeah. every day you have to like mm-hmm. make sure to dust you have to go fuck I've got laundry to do like there's always something to do there's always something yeah. to clean up and there's always something to improve and I think that's the same with like sexual confidence and confidence in your own self in general like there's always something to improve and some a drink will always be spilled but doesn't mean you can't clean it up mm-hmm. again you know that way it's like your your confidence will take a hit every now and again yeah. you will be getting your period and you're like oh my god I'm fagly and alone and I, then- don't have, I don't have sex with a guy on my period but then maybe you'll do it and whatever exactly. and you'll be loving it so to wrap this up in terms of like the adventurous thing is I would just like to finish on the note that like Jenny was saying when you are maybe in college and you're in your early 20s and sex is a big conversation it's a hot topic in college yeah. who have you had sex with all that and there can be this kind of like ticking off of like you were saying like your friend told you that she'd had six partners yeah. and you had one so I think just also remember that it's not a competition For and sure. that like don't go beyond your means if you're like oh crap she's had anal oh I really don't want to but I also don't want to not have had it so yeah just be aware that like you know your sexual um interests are your own and to only agree and like you know do stuff that you are happy to do and comfortable yeah. with don't push yourself beyond your means because like you're the only person on that road like you're the only person in your own little pathway you know that way yeah. so like don't feel like no matter what everyone else is doing like you don't have to do it whether it's you want to keep your number under 10 or if you want to have sex with 600 mm-hmm. people by the time you're 25 who knows who cares yeah. sex is for two people like you can't you know i think sometimes which maybe we can do another, another podcast on i think Maybe in my younger years, I was more just like, it's all for him. I just want him to be happy. That's good sex. If he is kind of more pleased than I am possibly. Or because like I had a few partners that maybe weren't as like, you know, it was more like if you get focused on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was like, that was in my, but now I'm just like, it's definitely a shared experience. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's do the last question because we're running out of time. Uh, so this was a longer one that we got on Gmail, uh, but it's an interesting topic. So if you don't mind, me, Lindsay, I'm going to read it out. Listen up, please. Go ahead. I uh, said, hey, gals, um, I've been with my boyfriend a few years and everything is going good with the relationship. We're both living at home and we're in college. I don't know what it is about mothers and their sons, but they idolize them. It's like they can do no wrong and their moms think nothing of spoon feeding them. When me and my boyfriend got together, I thought it was really sweet that he was so close to his family, as I am too. And I find his relationship with his mom, but now I find his relationship with his mom draining. This sounds ridiculous and dare I say petty, but sometimes I'm in his house and he will cut off a conversation with me to shout something across the room to his mom. I totally respect their close relationship, but I find it weird that she would root around his room and not think that that's crossing a line even if she was just looking for a charger. My boyfriend doesn't seem too phased by it and can't seem doesn't seem to get annoyed at her. So this came to a head to me a few weeks ago when she made a casual pass remarkable comment about what I was wearing in front of his whole family, cousins and aunts included. I was mortified and felt like shit for the whole night. I was proud of my outfit but felt like everyone was analysing me uh, in close detail after she made the comment. She made a different slide dig at me a few months ago that made me uncomfortable as well. It's annoying uh, because we do get on really, really well, but I don't know how it would leave my relationship if there was issues between myself and his family. I'm so close with my family and if my boyfriend had a major issues with them, I don't know how I'd handle it. Maybe she still doesn't know how to handle having a girl in the family and thought the outfit comment was constructive or is possibly jealous that she no longer is the only female in his life. When I mentioned to my boyfriend how the outfit comment made me feel, he reacted quite neutrally, clearly feeling bad about it, but didn't say it was out of line to make that it made me feel like shit. I love my mum, but if she was in the wrong, I'd snap and vice versa. I think that's normal. How do I handle a mama's boy? Because I'm a mess. Ooh. Very Irish specific question. Very too. Irish specific. Because I do feel, Lindsay and I both have brothers and we have yeah. always spoken about like the, the adoration the adoration and my mum gets really annoyed when I bring it up too which I'm like the only reason you're annoyed is because it's true it's true <laughs> the adoration of the son I mean this goes across like I mean I know like uh, friends of mine are uh, my friend of mine is married to an Italian man and it's very similar very I think it must be a Catholic thing like it's this kind of fucking prodig- prodigal son kind of thing that, I like, think it's kind of uh I don't know if it's a Catholic thing or just a kind of society as in like 
you know, say when we were all living at home, it's three girls and one boy in my family. Like my mum would be like, okay, we've made the dinner. Now you do the cleaning up. My brother would just like not be doing Sander it. Sander off. Yeah. And we'd be like, mom, what about him? She's like, I'll leave him be for God's sake. It's yeah. like, Oh, okay. Oh, it's the same. But if me. I sounded off, she'd be like, Get "Oh, down here." It's the same with me. Like I do find in my family, um, like it's not so much a double standard, but there is just definitely more responsibility put on me. Um, and often that can be when I was younger, they used to say it's because I'm older, but now I'm like, okay, well, we're both in our fucking like mid to late twenties now. I think so. it's what's embedded into society in the household mm. is. Women are the nurturers and men are to be nurtured. So yeah. we cook, it, you know, it comes from, I guess, like when the men would be out working and yeah. coming home and the wife is there to feed them and nurse them and everything like that. Because my mum would ask my brother for more, more practical things like, sure. can you help us move that couch? Yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah. stuff like that. So I guess it's kind of like that. There's a shared I think responsibility in that aspect. In some ways. But I think sometimes for like in this situation with this email, it's like, okay, no, this is a mommy's boy situation. So possibly. I think Let's to, unpack this Let's unpack this question honey So to start off Okay um, One thing that would be Very important for me One thing that I would notice In a guy Would be how he speaks About his mum And his family um, I And an ex Oh yeah Well I'm just Keeping it in perspective Just in general Yeah That's another one But in perspective in. To this question Like I understand What she means Is in like That she was quite attracted To the fact that he was Close to his mm-hmm. mom And his family When they started to date Because I do find That like You know Obviously now people Have different situations And I obviously understand That not everyone's Home life is perfect and By any means But like If their home life Seems kind of normal Like I do notice How they talk about Like their mom, And I would notice Like people's closeness To their family And that would be important To me because I am Close to my family and I think it's like a shared kind of uh, like standard to have you know mm-hmm. like if you're close to your family it would be hard I would find it hard to date someone who was like don't speak to any of my family I'd be mm. like mm-hmm. well I live with mine so yeah. <laughs> and you know I'm loving it so mm-hmm. how would you feel about that um I I I don't really mind if they are close with their family or if they're not because I think like that's just out of someone's control a lot mm-hmm. of the time. So I've dated guys who wouldn't be close to their families. But as long as they accept my closeness yeah. and my kind of, you know, in- incredible closeness that I've with my family and need to like talk to my mom every day, mm-hmm. talk to my sisters every day. I spent a lot of time um, prioritizing my family and family time. So if that was a problem for them because they didn't understand it because of yeah. their situation, that would be a problem. But I have been with guys before who don't have that and who... Are completely enveloped into my family and yeah. then welcomed into my family. And I, I I guess my point would be kind of similar to that. In like, I think it, it can be. I probably haven't dated a lot of guys who aren't close to their family, but I think that would be my fear. I have. That way. Yeah, I have. In terms of this question, definitely be on each side mm-hmm. um, of the fence. So with um, my first boyfriend, <laughs> my first like serious relationship, Rilo's dad. Um, he was close to his family He's English as well So we wouldn't see them regularly um, They were older than my parents They um, They would be kind of past remarkable at times They I had my septum pierced then They were both obsessed with bringing that up Every time we were around mm-hmm. How could you? I don't understand it I'm like Fucking shut up It's like, like, still here and it just did single me out and did make me it was just like a constant thing or like again like with my clothes and it kind of it's really frustrating and like say the dad would sometimes call me the ex and be like make a big fuss over oh I'm so sorry it's just my age I'm like I'm fine with it but can we not extract the reasoning it's just they were together for so long it's like she was part of the family I know it's okay yeah thank you for screaming this at a wedding um, but what I did notice became damaging when I was on the other side. For for me in that situation, I really much gritted my teeth. Mm-hmm. Maybe dropped one or two things being like, <laughs> your mum did this. And he'd be like, oh, did she? Like, it's like, okay, uh, I don't want to open up this huge, big, I hate your mom situation. So, um, and obviously this girl doesn't. She said that she gets on with the mum But she's just getting niggled By like these certain yeah. things I think it's like It seems like a build up Like as in like I think she's kind of Getting frustrated at the like Typical Irish mamminess Of like barging into the room Being like Do you have a charger? Or like If you're you know 
you know you were out all day and you come back and the mom's like was like I cleaned your room Andrew like they're like you know I think she's kind of getting her wires crossed which is understandable because like you said right you can't control how other people's family dynamics are and like you can't control if someone has a real mammy for a mammy that goes in and fucking cleans their socks and mm-hmm. is like i found this sex toy <laughs> you know that way and you're like the condoms are in do you the- want this condom put in the bin <laughs> <laughs> i've noticed it's expired you wouldn't want to get her pregnant now i've got a few up in the are drawer. you on the pill i've got a few up in the drawer but also what you can't control just as much as you can't control those things you can't control your boyfriend's boundaries or lack thereof if your boyfriend is okay with his mom coming into his room that's his choice and you can't kind of trump him because it doesn't suit you that's when shit gets really kind of toxic i feel in relationships like and this is why i'm saying in i had the two seesaw effects of like so with you know my first um, husband <laughs> um, I was like his mum did things she niggled me like they would come over for, from England and they would want to spend he'd be at work they'd want to spend the entirety of the day with me and I couldn't like <laughs> go off and do what I had to do I had to just sit in my house with these two English <laughs> but anyway I was fine with it I gritted my teeth I just dealt with it um, I don't know how I would have dealt with it if it was a constant thing it was like, like more like once every couple months but anyway then fast forward to me being with Luna's dad and my family are, are heavily involved with my children. We weave in and out of like just they are very helpful. My mum 100% will bop up to my house unannounced and use her key and be like, Harry, I'm just bringing this up, your sheets or whatever. So, I mean, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I never really noticed that that could have been a crossing of a boundary um, until he started to really be like, Mm. weird your mum just said that she was going to take Luna on Friday night I was like oh great we can go out he's like why would she say she was going to take it why wouldn't she ask I was like that's just how my mum talks I guess yeah and, uh, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. go out on Friday so whoop, yeah whoop. can we take the babysitter while we can yeah but he would have these like my boundary would not match up to his boundary with my mum and he'd be kind of pushing me and pressurising me to vocalise problems that he had that I didn't have and mm. I just very much maintain a like nice relationship with my parents. I hate giving out to them. I hate causing friction. Or yeah, or because they just do so much for me. So therefore I because they do so much and are so valuable in my life, I let certain things slide that might be like, you know, I don't sometimes like it's you also know. like you've been with your parents for 32 years. Like, I mean, it's the same with this guy. Like he has existed with his mom before you. And if you break up, he will exist with his mom after you. Yeah. Like this is the woman, you know, she is his mom. He's obviously, as you said, the two of you are living at home. So like he has his own home dynamic and that's going to exist no matter who he's dating, no matter who he's going out with, no matter what, you know, that way. And that will always exist. But like, I do feel it's a kind of choose your battles route. So like mm-hmm. at the start of this, you know, we'll go into the, the, the past remarking comments and stuff are different. I think we can talk about that in a separate kind of note. But like the stuff with like her barging into the room and first of all, it's her gaff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barge she may. <laughs> um, Barge for charger. Yeah. Like I do think you have a different ground if it's both of your shared home that you're both paying for and like you, you know, I could imagine it being like, you know, if I had a guy and like the mum was just kind of arriving up, I wouldn't really be mad about it if it was both of our home. And I think you can then have a maybe a gentle discussion about certain boundaries um, like that. But, you know, if you are just in his, his family home, like you do, that's you respecting their home dynamic. And I think that unfortunately it's not really something that you can control and you either just have to grin and bear it or have them over to your house. How I configured it, really the kind of like the, um, what he had a problem with, my mum. So I was the middleman here. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was kind of like, I'm in the middle. He wanted me to be the pigeon, kind of to be like nudging me, being like the way similar enough to what I feel this girl is saying. She went to the boyfriend with the problem that his mum had done. Do you understand? See, what I mean? think, but I think that's kind of appropriate because, like, you're not going to say to the mom. Like, I mean, if mom, I understand if- that. However, what happened with me in like, you know, I lived this situation is he was coming to me, being like, "Can you say that?" And 
I'd say it and sometimes mums like they're just so stuck in their yeah. ways I'd be like mum could you because I'd lightly say it. I'd be like mum maybe just like call me when you're up she's like oh yeah I will and then she'd like call me be like hey I'm downstairs to collect that and he'd be like oh didn't you tell her not to do that and I'm like oh god you know that kind of, it just erupted this like unnecessary unstoppable thing that was like my mother who she is and I don't want to create arguments with my mother and then I began to say to him look if you have a problem you may need to sit down with my mum because it's your miscommunication Mm. or your irritation and I think that was very much in a like long-term relationship I don't know I think like where, where those things come from like I wouldn't really how I would I wouldn't really force my part not force but like say to my friend like you sit down with my mum because like I think unfortunately when it comes to family you are you are always going to be the middleman. I think it's like you can but you have to compromise. Like I think where, where your situation was quite um sticky was that there was no compromise from him. There was no there was no like okay, I get it. Your mum just calls and she's going to call up to the gaff. That's going to be something that if mm-hmm. we stay in a relationship that's going to happen. However, maybe she maybe not have a key. You know, like there's if there's a compromising aspect that's where I feel your situation went down because he just didn't have any movement whatsoever. It was like, he didn't want that and that was it. And then you were in the middle. Uh, but I think it's like, I mean, that's a very, it is a very different situation because here it's like, as we said, let's move on to the, maybe the past remark of comments um, before we wrap up like this, the mom making comments about her outfit, which you kind of have some experience in. And like, I don't have any experience in that personally, thankfully. Um, but like, from a boyfriend perspective but I do have it in like with friends or in public or even in work it's so awkward like Mm. when when someone chooses to make like a passing work of comment whether they think it's constructive or not like you just feel butt naked in the room Mm -hmm. you feel like you're you've a feckin neon sign above your head pointing down at you and like all you want to do is literally tear off your clothes and put on a freaking pinafore because impossible to not feel self-conscious yeah because you're just like oh my god and like the thing is realistically in those situations if someone does point out something about you the whole room kind of does analyze you you know she's saying you're then the uh flamingo in the room that we're all talking about because like say you could have bopped in say in your shorts and no one would have noticed and then the mom's like very short shorts there isn't it February mm. and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh yeah they are and that's just human nature so it's kind of like bait it's using different humans as bait it's yeah. kind of like we're all in this family gathering let's all talk about how mad Lindsay is this happens at many family gatherings <laughs> that I'm at like we'll be there like I mean it just happens all the time because I'm kind of the, the bait of like oh Lindsay will have a mad story or Lindsay has a mad outfit let's just talk about that because mm-hmm. you know uh, she'll why not? I don't know why it's just I like, don't know why it happens to me too they're like let's talk about Jenny's podcast I'm like yeah. mm. I know and then you're suddenly just like it's, I hate it like I mean love it but like do you know the way it's, it's just it's in certain situations you're kind of like can we please not yeah. like um, give me a night off yeah and so I can understand that but oh I don't know I can understand you like going to your boyfriend and saying it but I think where not where you're going wrong but like I think where we have to control our expectations is like expecting your boyfriend to have any other reaction other than like oh no way the neutral like a neutral reaction in those situations I think is actually like that's a lot because a lot oh, of the yeah. time I would be taken yeah, yeah my mom was just giving you a compliment I was fucking yeah. dressed like Jesus you're such an ungrateful like they could have gone anywhere it could have gone really bad or like you know we all like to think in these situations that you'd take your boyfriend's side if your mom was being out of line girlies we all know the weird there's something in our blood that like someone could say my brother like the the truest thing and I'm like oh, I fucking dare you the weird thing about Irish families <laughs> as well is I can say what Ever oh. about my family? I, I think like, everyone's like oh, that. My no matter so where you're annoying, from. and then like your boyfriend can be like, "Yeah, no, that was really annoying." Be like, <laughs> uh, leave her fucking be. <laughs> she's the one trying to rear our children for us. Yeah, she's uh, sorry. What's, what's your mom doing? <laughs> Fuck all. Wait, how many times has she minded Luna? Never. And that's what it kind of got with the defensiveness. It kind of got with like my situation. It was just like, oh, I really, really, just from my lived experience, would be careful with family shit. It's just I would just It's a constant This is why You hear This is why the mother-in-law Has such a like Everyone knows the mother-in-law And you just It's a really Tangly thing That you can get involved in And I think the best way As women 
how my mum kind of did, she always tells me because I remember going to my mum and being like having certain problems issues with like mother-in-laws and stuff like that and she was just like I always went to the root of the problem so I completely like she would say with my granny or whatever she was like I just how did focused she, what on did she her. mean by that I focused on her I didn't go to your dad if ever I had an issue with your granny I kind of tried to you know and not in a like let's sit down and have a conversation about yeah, this more just in a just like work on the relationship I'm, yeah just trying to be like you know a good influence in like I mean she was constantly hosting my granny there was like little kind of niggly bits my mum would come to maybe me sometimes being like your granny is wrecking my head mm-hmm. but she'd always leave my dad out of it and just try and configure that relationship herself mm-hmm. and how she did that was just like we said letting some shit slide yeah and then also just being kind in the moments of like you know it is a generalization issue she you know with clothing is that kind of stuff that maybe i don't know it's it's, it's hard sometimes to know. it's just something that happens with relationships which is where are we here like i was saying like the mother-in-law the mother-in-law the well like problems i think with the mother-in-laws i think the thing is is that like as you go into a long-term relationship and your relationship gets more serious and more serious you do realize that you are dating their family too mm-hmm. and you know as a relationship gets more serious as more stuff you know there's more on the line like you have more relationships to navigate within that, you know, and you are very lucky. You know, my last relationship, I got on so well with his family and that I remember always thinking like, I'm so fucking lucky. He got on my family too. You know, that way, like that was like stroking gold in that Mm -hmm. sense because it is rare and, but we didn't live together. So these things always kind of, you know, bring in under, like there's always like a different layer to the cake (laughs) as 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 serious as the relationship goes, you know, you have kids. Oh, now you've got a whole different dynamic to deal with with their family. But I think it's just about choosing your battles um, and choose them very, very finely. Like, cause you don't want to be battling with someone's family. And if you want to date the person, you are going to have to take on a certain level of their family dynamic and, it's you know with the ex- expectation that they will then give you the same grace you know like because mm-hmm. you know I'm sure there are things about everyone has different family dynamics everyone interacts differently you know some people have to have Sunday dinner you know if that exists in your family and you know it's only the, the, the blood relatives like he has to respect that he mightn't be invited to the Sunday dinner mm-hmm. you know and it, it's all about give and take but I think like if I think it's hel- it's a healthy sign that you were able to go to your boyfriend and it didn't sound like it was a confrontational kind of thing. Yeah. But I do think like if you're gonna say that to your boyfriend, like if he just gives you a neutral response, maybe just think, okay, look, he probably doesn't want any grievance with his mom. It's not like he went on the complete defense. He obviously, as you said, was neutral. It could be something that maybe would be better aired to your girlfriends. Yeah. Better aired to... Like, I was just about to say that your, because... Your mum, as you said. You know that way. Yeah. Go to your Fe- mum. Because these are things that we have to learn in relationships. Because like, really, he's not going to change his relationship with yeah. his mum. It's just it's completely... Pretty much set and And that's, I think, what was happening with my situation. He wanted me to try and change and treat my mum in a different way. Be yeah. a bit more like, I don't like this. It can't. And I just... Wouldn't. I no. was like that's literally not how I talk to my mum and I choose not to talk to my mum mm-hmm. because I value her and I want to look back at my time with my parents being like I valued that not that I was narking down at them for doing certain things you yeah, know yeah 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 so um that was like just a difficult thing and then I also understood how like say if it's wonderful that you conf- that you can confide in your boyfriend however if he was to deliver your issue with her it would come across a lot differently like men can be so like harsh be like uh yeah Catherine was really fucking mad that you mentioned about her outfit sure. like don't do that like leave her be like she was saying to me up in the room and all that she like you were giving out to her about her outfit like she felt real insecure like then that can kind of like you know he can deliver it in a way and then come back to you and be like oh I told told me ma'am that you are not happy yeah. about that told she, me ma'am to shut up about your outfit yeah and you'd be like <laughs> and then like the next time you go over, like, don't worry I won't mention a word about yeah. breakfast you're like always remember that women and men and women and women yeah. interact very differently oh and if a mum who is like adores her son catches yeah. a inch that you're kind of not about her yeah like See ya. just be careful it's really do not battle the family again go out for brunch with your girlies bitch about her till mm. the cows come home and get, get it out, it out that way yeah be like fucking help but grit your teeth in the situation because i mean 
you may have you may find yourself again like I mean I had to accept Jimmy's parents and I ex- accepted them as they were so it was just a really fucking annoying when he wasn't doing the same yeah it's like you have to accept people's family dynamic because it's not going to change yeah and there's obviously cut off points to different people but look if he's a mommy's boy he's a mommy's boy think the opposite maybe you wouldn't want that you said that that's something that you like in a partner maybe it's just part of the burden that you have to bear if you're mm-hmm. going to have a guy who's really close to his mom and I hear like a lot of things like you just maintain your relationship because I hear a lot of times with like mummy's boys when they do eventually move out together they're kind of expecting their girlfriend to be the mom and yeah. it's like oh me man do that where they're very used to like getting stuff picked up after them where their clothes washing yeah, and yeah, like yeah. so that's where you just focus on your relationship yeah. and how the dynamic is Jenny and Lindsay in his bitch girl Make you move your hips for sipping gin girl Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig girl Like boom Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.